1: This is the official Caps Chirp podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am back with you for another incredible episode of the official Caps Chirps podca- Caps Chirp podcast. <clears throat> Ooh, I'm a little flustered because this Thursday, as you know, we try to bring in some uh, some heavy-hitting interviews. And boy, do I have a treat for you. Um, Some guys who have really just done a really good job for, um, you know, a team that we may not like in the Pittsburgh Penguins. But uh, I'm so happy to have Nick Horwat, and Nick Berlansky on uh, from the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Uh, We're going to get into, you know, what they've been doing, what they think the Penguins are going to be doing uh, this year, and if, you know, what they think of the Caps. So I'm just super excited to get into this and, you know, um be in the company of greatness here so let's pop some tabs and bring them in one two three all right adding to the stream now nick Horwat, nick berlansky of the tip of the iceberg podcast big time big time big time and over here just flexing everywhere boys how have you been it's been like a year since we talked
2: (laughs) it has been a minute hasn't it it's been a while but uh We've been doing pretty well. We've been doing pretty well for ourselves. We've all been working hard every damn day of the week. But um, I'll, leave, I'll let Berlanski finish it off. We've just been grinding, it seems. Yeah, yeah. no off
0: days. Uh, definitely trying to get in on the writing every day, get in on the podcasting as many days as possible, and just try to provide the most overall and whole content on the Pittsburgh Penguins as we can. And that includes coming and doing a guest spot with, uh, with Hockey Troll. But I I know you said we're big time, but I I think, I speak for myself at least, I'm still the same guy that was getting overly drunk on THPN after hours on (laughs) Big Whitney, so I I have not changed. Horwath, I don't know if, I can't speak for him, but I I don't know, his
1: head looks bigger in this stream,
2: bro, so I don't know. Horwath, how are you feeling with all the fame? (laughs) With all the fame? With all of my writing, like, five stories a day, hey, you know what, I don't know how to deal with fame yet, so I'm doing just about the same, um... (laughs) I've Folks. had a couple of beers tonight so we can expect me to either be tired or feeling something in a little bit. But, there we go. There we go. Um, As per tradition, I, you got to drink when you come on cap strip, right? It's rare that I mean Brent's can I never record at night anymore. It's always yeah. first thing in the morning so I'm usually Ooh. guzzling a coffee or yeah. multiple coffees. Um so it's nice to kind of sit back, relax and not give a damn what happens on this podcast cuz it's not ours. <laughs>
1: Because because you've stooped you've you've stooped so low to have accepted my invite, you know coming back to the dregs, uh, folks. If you didn't know, uh, Nick and Nick here uh, they dipped out of the hockey of the hockey podcast network uh, and got uh, got signed by like Sports Illustrated. I'm getting, that's the parent company, but it's or is it it's fan fan sided too? Uh, fan Nation. Oh, Fan Nation. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's all all the different small things underneath Sports Illustrated. We're one of the subsidiaries.
1: Awesome. And, you know, we were talking before Horwath's getting press passes. That's so sick, dude. Um, like, first of all, I just, I think we just got to know because I think a lot of people who listen to podcasts or maybe are into the sports journalism thing, like how, how does that experience? Like, do you get a special entrance? Like do you go up to the press box like straight up or what?
2: So the way the Penguins do it, I don't, I, we only have home games. So I don't know how like the road teams do it or how other cities do it. Um, but it's kind of, you kind of fly by your own sort of schedule if you wanted to. Like, I show up at about, I mean, I've only done three games so far. The last preseason game and the first two home games. Um, I'm eternally early for everything. So okay. I show up at, like, an hour before the doors even open, and I do just about nothing. I kind of sit there and take it all in. Um, but the real stuff happens after the game, like... I know the Penguins do a little dinner beforehand. I usually skip out on that, have my own food, and then go in and kind of prep myself for what I need to watch for. But the real stuff happens after the game whenever everyone funnels out of the press box with about five minutes to left or so. Um, you sh- you all share a freight elevator all the way to the, <laughs> to the locker room floor, and then uh, you kind of just wait for them to say, all right, everyone's good to go. And then when you get into the locker room, it is find someone to talk to. And by that point, it's usually, like, a handful of players. Every so often, you'll hear the uh, head of PR or someone say, hey, we're uh, Tristan Jari's coming back in. You can ask – you can scrum around him for a few questions. Nice. Um, and Jari's usually the one that comes back. He's always the one that they pull back in. Um, I've sat in on a couple of Sydney Crosby scrums and uh, been around. I've watched – watching Malkin talk is always fun. <laughs> and it's been quite entertaining and the app the post-game stuff i haven't seen us lose yet uh, i've been told that's faster but the post-game stuff is lightning quick you're in and out of the locker room in maybe 10 minutes wow so you got to really uh get your stuff and then you go in for uh head coach mike sullivan's presser which is usually also like 10 minutes or a little under i should say but uh, and then you work from there uh I was at the arena last home game until about midnight, a little after, if okay. I don't remember correctly. So yeah, it's a late night, but uh, it's what I've always wanted to do. So I'm living the dream, guys.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I mean, uh, Berlansky, are you are you a little jealous just a tad bit?
0: <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I just get to turn my TV off, go to bed, and wake up to some clips from Horror So he does all the legwork; <laughs> I get to sit back and just reap the rewards. That's all very nice because if you didn't know caps
1: fans uh Nick Berlinski is a is a dc citizen is that right are you in are you living in the city now
0: no dmv not okay. dc quite yet uh still in alexandria virginia so close enough but uh dmv not dc hey at least you're on the right side virginia
1: baby let's go it's for lovers <laughs> there we go <laughs> um awesome man so you know hooray back to you like how how is it being in front of your childhood heroes and talking to them
2: it's it's quite interesting and quite it, it hit me a little later. I remember the first preseason game I went in there. Um, I just uh, stood in on a Ty Smith and that Tristan Jari scrum. Uh, there wasn't much else, and I walked out of the arena realizing I was like I didn't look around, like I didn't like <laughs> realize where I was. Um, I went to a practice at PPG like a couple days later, and practices are much practices are much different. It is more of the media gets in there and then every player kind of filters in at their own pace okay. and if they want to talk they'll answer questions if they don't they're just going to tell you like i'm not talking just going to kill, go hit the showers um but there was kind of a lull in between players during the practice and I was able to just like stand around and be like i am standing in the locker <laughs> like right. it's it's not as big as you think but i'm still saying like this is exactly it this is where i wanted to be and from there it's just it kind of I finally let it kind of settle in a little bit um but now it's just a matter of getting to work getting to get through this grind every day and getting to actually talk to like you said I mean Sidney Crosby and Kenny Malkin have been watching since I was me and Berlinski talked about all the time we were eight <laughs> we're like around <laughs> that age we're 20 yeah <laughs> I almost <laughs> 23 uh.
0: I was about to say, speak for yourself. I am not 23 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> feeling feeling every bit of that. Uh, I hear you, man. We're old. That's, that's dude, that's that's so
1: awesome though, man. I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah. Seriously. Um that's just you came, you know, when we first all cuz we all got signed at THPN around the same time and I yeah. you know obviously I immediately started talking shit on the penguins so <laughs> that was you know our first kind of connection I guess there but then uh to see how much work and how pro- how much progress you guys have taken you guys you know you're doing this full time basically now so that's uh i mean honestly mind blowing I know you've got a long way to go but man if you ha- have you taken time to look back and say like you know it's crazy we were doing this for like with zero incentive financially, literally for free.
2: Every day. I mean, every time me and Berlansky get on a uh, recording these days, I'm like, I need a new microphone. And I realized just the other day, because I was texting Berlansky, what kind of microphone do I need? Do I get a new one? I realized (laughs) I've had the same one since we started, since we graduated college. Wow. Uh, Before we even signed with THPN, I've been using the same one and it's, it still works just fine. Obviously everyone can hear me just fine. But like in here in my headphones, it sounds not so great. <laughs> so that's how things have been going on my end, but I mean of course, i I'm still grinding through with the first microphone we started with started this with.
1: That's so awesome. You're gonna have to box that up so when sometimes you when t- one time when you guys are like the the main beat writers or whatever, the for for the penguins you'll you'll know. Or in the NHL beyond, right? You're gonna be we're gonna see Berlansky and Horwath up there tag team in the on ice interviews. For the NHL at some point, right?
2: That'd be, that'd be it, and just and just like this mic, as you were saying, that it muted itself.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Oh man! All right, boys. Well, you know, enough reminiscing. Should we talk a little bit about hockey? I guess maybe that's what we're here I, for. <laughs> I, supposedly, you know. Honestly, I just like talking to you guys, so that's why I brought you on. But uh, you know, that's that's the the nicest compliment you'll probably hear from here on out. Uh, what? What do you make of – so Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby are now both tied in points. And there was a big Twitter storm when Sid finally passed him momentarily. Uh, I'm calling it kind of an embarrassment that he hasn't done this earlier. But what's your guys' take? I'm sure it's much different.
0: I mean, I think it's fair to say if – I know ifs or whatever. You kind of can't take ifs into account. But if he hadn't missed 200 games of his career – Uh, It wouldn't be close, but it is kind of crazy that, what, 17 years into these guys' careers, they started at the same time, on the same day. 17 years later, they are still in lockstep. I mean, whatever the circumstances may be for either of them, I mean, Obi staying healthy relatively throughout his career, Crosby missing the time, Obi doing more of the goals, Crosby doing a lot of the assists. But despite that, the fact that these guys are still in lockstep, they're still always competitors. They're still always in the mix when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to competing. It's kind of crazy that it's happened that way, and these two are the ultimate rivals for this entire generation of hockey fans. And it's something that Caps fans and Penguins fans can agree has been an honor and a blessing to be able to watch. I mean, to have that person to hate as you grow <laughs> up through a, as a hockey fan yeah. is great. And then you grow up to, to learn to just kind of admire – the opposition, like I believe, I, I, I at this point admire Alex Ovechkin for the player that he is, and it, it's great to see these guys battle, and hopefully they battle it to the end. I think it would be amazing to see them finish, you know, 4-5 in, in the NHL all-time scoring list, and I think there's a true possibility that that happens. Yeah, there's no doubt, definitely
2: man. a possibility they can get up there, and it's like Brunensky had mentioned, I mean, yeah, the games the games played thing is always the difference, uh, the difference between the two, and something that always has to be kind of put into this conversation, but going off of the other stuff of you grow an appreciation for your rival. It's never been more true with Washington. I think especially because before the Ovechkin Crosby thing, the rivalry wasn't fully there, right? Like there was something small there, but it wasn't these two main superstars, butting heads uh, for the next 18 years of their careers. And you do grow with that appreciation. And I can remember when the caps won the cup and I went, Good for Ovechkin. Like, it is about time he got what he deserved in this league. And that still holds true. And, I mean, I could say the same thing about Claude Giroux now. He's not a flyer anymore, so I can really hold to that. Like, if he was to go somewhere, he's in Ottawa now. I don't think they're going to get it anytime soon. But if he was (laughs) to go somewhere else and get one, I don't know how much I would say good for him, but I would be at least happy for him that it wasn't with the flyers and that a definite (laughs) hall of great player. Right. Um got his ring. So definitely with Ovechkin, it's fun watching him and Crosby have this rivalry for 18 years and it's honestly a damn shame they're only playing three times this year.
1: I know, that's crazy, man. Uh I don't know what the, like this whole off season has been so short. We're like going in some teams have a back to back. Of course the Penguins didn't. I mean, you know, imagine that them them getting a nice nice easy start. Uh We've got a couple but... coming up. <laughs> but uh but yeah so i mean uh i, I don't know i mean I, I i 100% agree i mean honestly joe all joking aside and, and and ribbing and whatever aside um i do think that like and maybe it's just every person thinks that they sat they they got to watch like the greatest one of the greatest like times of the nhl because it's such an old league but i mean you're right i, I you look at like mcdavid and matthews you know that type of conversation Two kind of similar. One's like a point, like overall points and goals, but like you know Matthews is is looking to be kind of like an Ovechkin light, if you will, in the scoring category. But those teams don't have like the rivalry or were in the same you know division to be doing this. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I think that the stars align for this, and, and honestly, yes, as hockey fans watching the game right now, we should be very thankful to be be seeing these two players still still going head to head you know in certain ways,
2: yeah, and they're going to until they neither of them seem like they want to retire anytime soon, oh, I know it's
1: crazy i and I don't even want to think of like an ovechkin list, you know, we're already posed with the outside question of an of a Nick backstrom list Washington capitals team, which is devastating,
2: right I mean, look at the penguins off season they just had, we almost had both. I mean, we're not talking crossy, but both Malkin and Latang, even right. those are guys we've also been watching since we were children. So, um, yeah, we, we've been getting hit with those same sort of questions. I mean, big faction to that degree could fall into like the Evgeny Malkin category here of, it would be a different team completely in a different league, probably with that kind of star power on a different, in a different organization.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Crazy, man. Crazy. So, you know, um, I think when we talk about star power, though, there's a lot of money involved. And hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Of course, you want to be betting for the Caps and against the Penguins, right, boys? Yeah, sure. <laughs> if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same gay parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot, and even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, boys... I literally just ran out of things to say and just kind of segued into that, as you could tell. But I am curious, on your new show, do you guys have a lot of ad reads or just one? I haven't listened yet. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> all good, all good. And for our ad reads is actually inputted afterwards. It's just basis through the the megaphone algorithm based on where people listen. So luckily for me, I don't have to do the reads. I just uh, I input them later.
1: Oh, see. And I guess, you know, big time in me again here, boys. You know, you just, <laughs> you just have, you have somebody handling that. I get it. I get it. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: We're getting back to our roots. We're reaching out a little bit. So you'll hear an ad reader too going forward. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's
1: good. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I don't know if you have, I'm sure you've been up on projections of how the Metro is going to shake out uh, standings wise, end of the season wise. I mean, what's your feel? I'll tell you, I'm scared of Carolina perennially. perennially um, every year they're getting better. Um, they've got Rod the Bod, Brindamore just flexing on people from behind the bench. I mean, it's it's tough to it's tough to play against that team. Um, I think the New York Rangers are good. I don't think you can sleep on New Jersey um now not saying that they're i would say they're probably more of a bubble but i don't think you can sleep on them i think that they could make a difference if you're down to the wire uh but what say you about about the
2: metro i'd say throughout the throughout the metro there are strong teams but it feels like a weaker division overall this year i think the atlantic kind of has picked up a lot of the lost weight um carolina and new york are obviously powerhouses Uh, new york has just Gotten so much better so quickly, it's impressive. Scary, but be yeah. I mean, beyond that, I mean, you say the Devils are the team not to sleep on. I think I'm gonna sleep well on those guys, uh, <laughs> just yet again. Yeah, um, but the one team that I, I, I and I'm gonna be proven wrong is they. They're already zero and three. I keep falling back onto the Columbus Blue Jackets and saying that you can't bring in Johnny Goudreau and his hundred. 10 plus points and not get a little better. Um, But then they've done this. So I don't know. And I know it's early, but here's where you have to gain a lot of your important points. And they're not doing that yet. So beyond those handful of teams, I mean, Washington is going to be better than I think what a lot of people are saying. Okay. Um, And I think Pittsburgh is going to be a hell of a lot better than what people are saying. I mean, I know a lot of the betting odds have them locked in at like seconds in this wow. division, I know I think it was DraftKings had that one, and I'm with that. I think second's a good spot. I think I may have pinned us in third and uh our rankings or even fourth or somewhere along the line, but um okay. and I know we played a very bad Arizona team, but then a very good Tampa Bay team. We've That's looked true. strong, and and overtime loss is an overtime loss, and you gotta play the full sixty, but get the bad games out of the way, learn from it and move on. I mean, you really.
0: mentioned Columbus and I understand where you're coming from listen little brothers always get a punch or two in on the big brothers and Columbus is just perennially a little brother to every team in the Metropolitan Division I don't <laughs> care who they add in there they're still the little brother so I don't have as much hope for Columbus as Horwat. I do have some hope for New Jersey because I think there's a lot of talent there I think they're a deep team with really good forwards I think the goaltenders. That's a question. I mean, you guys know all about that with Vitek Vanacek. So it's a question about whether or not he's going to be able to add to their goaltending room. But when you look at the Metro, it's still, I feel like, the same thing that we saw last year. It's a four-horse race where Carolina and New York are the thoroughbreds. And Washington and Pittsburgh are the same thing. They're the older horses that can still win a race from time to time. But it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them than it used to be. Now, Now, I had Washington and third, and Pittsburgh in fourth for my preseason power rankings, Ooh. but th- that's preseason. Like We'll see in a month where we're right. at, but uh, early on, I-, I like what Washington added. I like what New York added. I, I like what Carolina did by not really doing too much, so I-, I think the top of this division remains the top of this division, and everybody else, uh, they- they'll be able to get a punch or two in, but I-, I really don't see them contesting
2: for very, very long throughout this season. In case you guys wanted a rundown of Every team we just talked about Columbus just walked away with their first win in overtime. Okay. Uh, New Jersey just sealed up their first win. The Philadelphia Flyers just won again. Wow. um, Who I thought would be separated by a ton of crap before they got to themselves. Yep. Um, Yeah. So everything is eventually the Metro is going to prove itself to be damn good again. I know I said the Atlantic picked up a lot of weight, but the Metro is still stacked in uh, a lot of ways.
1: No, I totally agree. I, I still maintain that the Metro is the most competitive division, primarily because of the rivalries that exist. Um, I mean, you know, the the beat you took last year uh, from New York, you know, that's got to still sting. Uh, obviously, there's old rivalries, older rivalries between New York and Washington and Pittsburgh and Washington. You know, Carolina used to be the whipping boy of the Southeast Division. Not the case anymore. They've got a lot to prove. Um, yeah, and, and I think that the New Jersey got the better of the tandem, the more consistent of the tandem, at least, um, in Vanacek. I think he's going to add more than what people think down down the length of a season, especially because he's kind of got a peer goalie in Mackenzie Blackwood there, I believe, is still the goalie, right? So... Yeah, I mean I'm I I don't know. They look they look a little scary. Um I'm I to Belansky to your point. I think Washington did an incredible job in the offseason. They had no money. They brought in, you know, a top six center at that, you know, in Strom, which is crazy for one year, but hey, you know, it's a it's a stock gap depending on what happens to Backstrom. You know, I think they went and got some size and grit um, from inside and from outside, you know, Brown who actually just got injured. So who knows what, what's going to happen there, of course. But, uh, and then we picked up Sonny Milano out of nowhere. I think that's a, I think that's a savvy get for league minimum. You know, I don't think this guy ever really got a fair shake in either of the organizations, either Columbus or Anaheim. So I'm really, uh, I'm really liking what we've got. And I think that we're a bit underrated. I, I know a lot of people say we're a bubble team, but I, I, I have a hard time swallowing that
0: pill, you know? It's weird with the Sonny Milano thing, and I, I don't know what it is because it seems like he's a very good player, and any organization would be happy to pick him up, especially he was a PTO-type, one-year-type player for yeah. his contract, and then he goes to Calgary on a PTO. They don't sign him, weirdly enough, and then it falls into Washington's hands. I mean, it's very low-risk, high-reward move, so it's something that teams like Washington, teams like Pittsburgh, teams like, I mean, if you want to go outside the division, teams like Toronto, they mm-hmm. need to do because they don't have money they don't have money they don't have roster spots so pulling a move like that could be something that pays dividends in the end because the guy wasn't that expensive and he was kind of he was kind of a scrap after after the training camps were over
1: yeah which is is weird i mean it's a former first round pick uh, you know i think he made headlines when he tapped in that over the net Zgris assist uh, you know all these all these young kids showboating it's bad for the game from from torts there uh, but you know I mean, I think, it, I think it's good. So the big thing, though, is – is, and I think it, it's showing right now for the Caps – is that with all these new people injected in the lineup, and I know that the, the situation is similar with Pittsburgh, you know, being a top – or being a forward prospect in, in either of our organizations has to suck. Right. The top six is solidified. Your fourth line is generally pretty solid. So you really, you've got to go in and perform on the on the third line. And I know cap fans are going to be tired of hearing me saying this, but I think the third line is the hardest position to play in the NHL because, first of all, you've got to be flawless keeping pucks out of your net. And you're really looked on to mismatch and score or at least help the mismatch operation, right? So it's just all eyes are on you because, you know, people love the fourth line, you know, they don't get paid anything and they go bang bodies and keep the puck deep. And that's great There, people are happy with that. But the third line, it's like, ah, you know, you scored 20 goals last year. Why don't you score 30 this year? You know?
2: Yeah. That's, and that's a hell of a way to look at it, especially from Pittsburgh's perspective, because our third line right now consists of Jeff Carter, who obviously kind of in the twilight of his career, who knows what he still has left in the tank, Dan Heinen who uh, came back on a one-year deal but the one-year deal, cheaper than his uh, third line made here, uh, Kasperi Kapanen, who has more to prove than anyone on this team. Right. And he's already off to a pretty decent start in two points in the three games. So you can't be angry with his performance so far. Um, but yeah, I'd say, the, especially in the perspective of the way you're looking at it, the Penguins' third line has a ton to prove. And right. will have all eyes on them uh, throughout the year. So... I can agree with you on that. It's going to be difficult, and that's for a prospect making it in this team. I know, yeah, because you don't want to stick them on the fourth line. Sure. You don't want to call someone up and pin them on the fourth line where they're getting Josh Archibald minutes. So, <laughs> um, like, we want and to come up so badly in this organization, but it we need to move out. We need to move space and make space for him on uh, what could be a third line, and maybe if an injury happens, second. I mean, right. we started Gensel on the second line, and we saw how that went. Sure. Uh, so who knows exactly how things go from there? But your best bet is the third line, and uh, it's pretty solid right now.
0: Yep. Berlansky, you got anything to add to that? None of the guys in the Penguins organization is Gensel. Like none of them Good. are. Yeah, and I right. know, I, and I know, and I know you didn't like make that con- make that connection explicit, but like there's nobody that is that guy that is going to come up, start on the second line, and all of a sudden be a forty goal guy in a couple of years, but. You know, Poulan is a guy you mentioned. He's really turned it around since moving from wing to center. And to be able to do that in your first year of professional hockey and to take on that responsibility and be better after it, it's impressive. And, you know, the organization took took notice of that. But another guy like Valtteri Pustin in a seventh-round pick that played in one game last year, picked up an assist and looked really good. Maybe a guy that comes in, but like you mentioned, Horwat, there's not a lot of space in the Penguins organization, mainly because they're up against the cap. Secondly, because you look at the guys that are in that bottom of the lineup, it's $3.2 million for captain. It's two plus million dollars for Carter. It's, you know, Danton Heinen, who said he had to leave millions of dollars on the table in order to come back to Pittsburgh. And you're not going to move that guy out. There's not a space that you can move these guys out. So, uh, you know, if you're a prospect in this system, similar to how I imagine it is for for the Capitals, you have to really impress somebody and you have to take a job from somebody. and, And nobody's done that to this point right absolutely absolutely
1: um and you know like i said this season we've got a lot of new faces due to injury and due to all all the other things next year I, i i i do not envy mcclellan having to make all the decisions on our blue line basically everybody's up uh and that's that's brutal uh because i think that our decor is pretty solid even though they're a little aged um i still think they've got some tread on the tires there so Definitely don't um, don't envy that. And then, of course, trying to shuffle in defensemen, you know, if you're going to shuffle in three defensemen, that is a a very tall order uh, to get them either just bought or or, you know, through trades. Um, and luckily, I've heard that and I don't know the official number, but the cap will be raising next year. I think that'll provide both our teams for uh, quite a bit of relief, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I know the report today is if the escrow can be paid off this season, which the NHL expects it to, it could be a $4 million bump in salary cap next year. But if the escrow is not paid off, it could only be a one million one one again. So, I mean, we <laughs> could go from anywhere from, yeah, thanks for thanks for your chump change of $1 million. We can maybe sign a player because of that. Or it could be something as severe as, you know, four, which would be helpful for everybody.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So what are your big... Uh question marks for the Pittsburgh penguins going into this season. I mean, uh, I think it's your goaltending, but
2: you know, what, what do you guys think? Oh, the question marks might surround. Well, I already discussed the third line just because, um, Kapanen needs to have that bounce back here, especially if he wants to be worth 3.2 mm-hmm. against the cap. Jeff Carter's old and did not have the greatest ending to the regular season last year. Um, and kind of needs to find himself on a better ground as well. Cause he's not, cause he resigned signed for two years. It's not even like he got a one-year deal deal um, for his final, for his possibly final contract. He got two years. Yeah. So he needs to really find some ground to make that worth it for the team. And then Dan Hynes making one million dollars on another show me deal. Just like, right. you know, like he like said, uh, he left millions on the table. Well, now like, I would say that third line's a big question mark aside from that. It's hard to come up with another one right now because everything has looked so gangbusters for the Penguins. Um, I would say maybe just if this defense can stay together and stay solid because you were talking about shuffling in and out of defensemen. I mean, that's like the only thing we talked about for the last month was who's going into the lineup because we have nine NHL caliber defensemen. And if anyone knows hockey, you can only play six.
1: Right. No doubt. No
0: doubt.
2: So we had to make some decisions, and cap casualties happened, honestly. That's why mm-hmm. Ty Smith is in the minors right now.
0: Sure. Yeah, the de- defense. It, it, that's the one I was going to say is when you look at this defense, you have three new guys in the lineup to start mm-hmm. the season, in Jan Ruda and Pio Joseph, who's finally getting an opportunity to start the year with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and with a guy like Jeff Petrie, who just happened to take – Three minor penalties on Monday, leading to the loss against the Montreal Canadiens, his (laughs) former team. But no, when you look at that, the question to me is then, yeah, you added all these guys on the right side. And I think the right side of the Pittsburgh Penguins defense is the best that it's been since they won the Stanley Cup. I mean, you have LeTang, who is, despite getting older, still absolutely ridiculous at the sport of hockey. You have a guy in Jeff Petrie, who, even though had a bad game on Tuesday, is one of the best second-pairing defensemen the Penguins have had in a while, considering the fact that he can move the puck. He's not a complete idiot in the defensive zone like Mike Matheson was, and he's a big body who's going to be able to clear the net front, especially against a pesky team like the Washington Capitals. And then you have Jan Ruda, who is Stanley Cup caliber guy, third pairing, really good on that right side. But then the left side is, you know, Dumoulin, can he stay healthy? Can he keep his legs because he's getting older and he's had multiple leg injuries as recent as last offseason? So you have him. You have Pedersen, who has never really taken that step. And you have P.O. Joseph, who's a young kid that, let's be honest, they tried to trade him, and nobody took him. <laughs> there's a reason for that. There's, a, right. I mean, Whether it be because other GMs were like, we know what position you're in, we can get this guy for free, or we're yeah. just going to put you in a worse position, or, yeah, he's not worth the assets right now. But I think Joseph's played fine, but again, that left side is the biggest question mark for me. Because even if you bring in Mark Friedman, Ty Smith, there's questions surrounding that on the left side of the Penguins' defense. Interesting,
1: interesting. And so you feel good at who's, – who's the backup to Smith still, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jari to Smith, do you think that there's going to be any goalie goalie drama? Or do you think that Jari's got it locked in for the starter or what?
2: Yeah, Jari's definitely locked in for the starter. The most drama that might happen between the pipes this year is um, can, Dace, can Casey to Smith be a decent enough backup and not be on my trade block all season, but also <laughs> – the big drama is going to become is what kind of contract does Tristan Jari earn? Right. Because he's right. in his contract year and he's looking to make his probably his career deal here. So um, he's got to earn his way to get into that. And it's a matter of whether or not they sign mid season or they wait until the off season, like they did with everybody this past year. So I'd say that might be the most drama that comes from the goaltending this year or once in penguins, his- in penguins history, but I see that's something we haven't really even noticed actually. Mm-hmm. There's no real goalie drama this year.
0: No, but I'm sure somebody in Pittsburgh, you know, one of the fun fans on on, on Twitter will make something happen or, or make some noise at some point in the season because that's how it happens in Pittsburgh. You don't get very happy when you have one guy in there, even if he's doing pretty well. But uh, for Jari, uh, my bold <laughs> prediction was that he finishes as a finalist in the Vezina Trophy voting this year. So Ooh. I have high hopes for him. And I really do think that there's, there's the stats and the history to back that up. If you look at where he's finished the last couple of years and all major goalie categories, whether he does it in the playoffs is a different story, but I think in the regular season, I don't have any questions about him.
1: Wow. Wow. Bold predictions. I like it though, but Hey, I mean, this is why we have people on like you who, who are closer to it than I am. Um, (laughs) that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, for the caps, I think that we've really added consistency. You know, I do think that Either of these goalies can steal games. I think that we've gotten better in the position for sure, you know, markedly better. But, you know, it always scares me, man. When you bring in a goalie, I mean, you see a goalie switch teams, especially after having some success or like being highly touted as like a, a you know, a top prospect, a top UFA, um, whatever it may be. Um, they, they just need a year, you know, and we're doing that twice with both of our goalies. So, you know, maybe they can like, reverse mojo it and be like lights out and, you know, because they're both new, but whew, that for me, for the caps is, is, you know, is worrying, but at the same time they've come as advertised. Uh, I think they, they both in all the games that they've played, they've both seen time. Cause we had that back to back. Um, I thought they played really well, uh, not too many leaky goals that we're accustomed to. So,
0: you know, uh, I think that's, I think that's a good thing. So, it's interesting with that because you kind of almost want the Darcy Kemper from the coyotes and not the Stanley Cup champion Avalanche <laughs> though
1: right and there's also the question on his health you know yeah. can this guy play you know 60 games if needed um he hasn't ever and I don't think he's ever eclipsed 50 so that is uh you know that's a that's a thing I think that but like I said I think McClellan did an incredible job he got a real young uh, high upside backup in Langgren who was basically undefeated. I'm pretty sure he was completely, he was undefeated in his uh, season last year, even though it was like a seven or eight game stint. Um, so, you know, if, if I think that the, the organization really extended the olive branch to him and said, like, here's your shot kid. You're probably going to get a considerable amount of games, um, you know, cause who knows what Kemper can, can stand up to. So yeah. Interesting stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> All right. Well, you know, Berlansky, I still owe you dinner.
0: <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. I been. I need to look at the, uh, I need to look at the calendar, gum up for a, for a nailers game. Yeah, absolutely. You
1: definitely do. Um, try it for a Friday so that uh, we can, you know, do like frosty Fridays for sure. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's like $2 beers now at the old West Banco arena. So that'll be, that'll yeah. be hell all the time.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. That, that, that's definitely something I'm looking into. Right.
1: So, I'm I'm wondering, do we do we run it back for a third time on this bet?
0: I'm up for it. I don't know what the stakes would be, but I'm
2: up for it again.
1: I don't know what the stakes and I think we could table the stakes for now unless you I unless Horwat, I don't know, do you have anything?
2: I got nothing in terms of stakes, uh but uh, it's it seeing this uh trilogy of bets now could be <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. So it
2: <laughs> be, be a better be a better uh, rerun trilogy than the Star Wars
1: one, so Exactly right. And so here's the background for all the listeners out there. I've bet Nick Berlansky, the past two years at the Washington Capitals were going to make it farther than the Penguins um, in the playoffs. And each year, the first year we did it, they played one game and more and then got bounced out in the second round. Mm -hmm. Last season, how many games did you win against New York? Two?
0: Three, we ended Three. up playing uh, the, oh, the Pittsburgh right. Penguins played again one more game than the Washington Capitals. Right.
1: <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, so it's been quite close, and uh, you know it's just too close for me to let die. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's on the. I do think the Washington Capitals are going to make it to the second round this year. I'm, I'm just going. I'm full homer. I'm full homer at this point. Um, I love that the media is, has counted us as a bubble team. Uh, full homer. I think that the the Washington Capitals are at least going to make it to the second round. And I don't know what I can say about the Pittsburgh Penguins.
0: Hopefully they don't make the playoffs at all. and just makes the bet easy. <laughs> I mean, for you, you, you hope that they just close down halfway through the season and <laughs> move the team to Kansas city. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I don't even think
1: they need to really like keep the heritage around. They could literally just fold the, tr- just fold the team outright and then just start hmm. an expansion in their place like next year. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like
0: in Arkansas
1: or somewhere, anywhere, anywhere,
0: but
2: yeah. Pittsburgh. Some other ridiculous town that Gary Batman wants to put a hockey team.
1: The U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a great untapped market there on the U.S. Yeah. Virgin Islands. Uh, right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, well, boys, do you have anything else that you wanna you wanna talk about? I know we we kind of slated it for forty five, and it's always good talking to you. But I'm I'm honestly out of things to ask. Uh, you know, it's it's always so good talking to you. You know, with um. With with what you're doing, congrats on all that. But yeah, I'll open the floor to you guys. You got anything for me?
0: I actually have some because obviously the Pittsburgh Penguins playing in the Winter Classic this year against the <sighs> Boston Bruins. But we do have the Washington Capitals against the Hurricanes outdoors, do we not? I
1: think so. And uh, why, I, I hate games. that you reminded me that the Pens are getting a, yet another fucking Winter Classic. And is it going to be in Pittsburgh?
0: No, it's at Fenway Park.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But, that's going to be but, so sick.
0: You know, do you want some more tinfoil hat conspiracy? Fenway Park <laughs> is owned by Fenway Sports Group, who owns the Pittsburgh Penguins. So either way, the Penguins are making money.
1: Of course. Hey, I here. mean, it's this is wild, man. And, and, and you know, I know that you guys don't think you're favored by the league, but everybody no. else knows it there. You're, you're for sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, the outdoor and I'm going to assume that's going to be in Carolina, I would think, if we are playing. Um That's – that would be awesome. You know, I've heard the alternate jerseys that are coming out are going to be Screaming Eagle possibly plus black Mm. for for the Caps. Uh, Any buzz around what your guys are going to look like? I mean probably terrible, but, you know, (laughs) tell me
2: more. So I know I did see Kemper's pads from practice today and those – I mean that helmet all but gave it away, right? Uh, Yeah, kind of – you got to think – yeah. And the old school numbering too, like that's all but confirming it for them. Yeah. Uh, the Penguins apparently, according to a lot of inside sources, the Robo pen is coming back, uh, but wow. not the, uh, what's it called? The uh, Not the gradient. The, not the gradient stripe, but kind of a black version of the white jersey we had, which oh. of the renderings, I can get with it. It looks pretty cool.
1: Hell yeah. All right. Interesting. And that's, correct me if I'm wrong, is
0: that Sudden Death jerseys? Sudden Death, do yes. you remember that? Yeah.
2: be like a black version mean. of that, yes.
0: Yes. Okay. How could we forget that's Iceberg's, you know, big screen debut,
2: his Silver Screen <laughs> moment. <laughs> we we found uh, out that Paul Steigerwald still gets like 50 cent royalties. checks from that movie, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's amazing and and the best part is, is that like, they beat the shit out of Iceberg in that movie. Uh, i Maybe that's why I was so fond of it, just subliminally. Because you know, who forgets a movie like that, right?
2: Uh, it's it's hockey inspired. It's Jean Claude Van Damme. I mean, two
0: there of the was best an original six
2: ever. team involved as well. Not even just the Penguins. The Chicago Blackhawks were the other team involved in it.
1: That's right. That's right. And what an odd concept. Just not a football game, just a hockey game, and everything goes goes down in in, in the bowels of Melon Arena. Is that right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. May have wow. been civic at the time, but yes. Close I mean enough. same
2: building, different name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like Akichur and Hines right now, right?
1: Oh my <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh man. Good stuff. Uh all right, boys. Well, look, again, thanks so much for uh coming on. Why don't you let everyone know uh you know if they if they do choose to follow you? Uh remember, folks, full disclaimer, they are Pittsburgh fans and writers, but sometimes it's best to know thy enemy, right?
2: Oh well, yeah, absolutely. It's why we're here in the first place. Uh, <laughs> Got to do the promotion. Email, the, the, the network promo sent there. you.
1: The network sent you on on the promotion tour for for this season's uh, the season's yeah. pod, right?
2: Yeah, and to be fair, if if, if it wasn't for this uh, hockey podcast network, who knows where we would be exactly mm-hmm. in true. our uh, lives? And so we we are forever grateful for the stuff that this brand has brought us, as well as Hockey Troll. What you have helped along the way oh thank um, you <laughs> yeah and i'll leave it at that for now for me because berlanski handles all of the closings for us <laughs> okay hit him hit him berlanski <laughs> all right guys well obviously you can follow me at nick
0: underscore berlanski at nick horwat 41 the show at iceberg podcast and all of our writing is usually housed at inside penguins but we have new episodes coming out every monday and thursday breaking down penguins games giving the best penguins previews talking about who the best Jeff in Penguins history is because we like (laughs) random conversations as much as the next hockey podcast. But, no, we uh, overall just try to cover the Pittsburgh Penguins as well as we can to try to give you the best inside information, the best conversations, and try to get our listeners involved as much as possible. So, like I said, if you want to be involved in the conversation, make sure you follow us at Iceberg Podcast. We will be throwing back and forth jabs with the Caps chirp because, you know, there isn't a Capitals – thing on our, our new network yet, our, our website oh. network, so until they get that, and even when they get that, they're never going to replace the Caps Chirp, so we're always, always welcomed to uh, to come on anytime you want us on, we appreciate you letting us come on here, it's going to be a, a great season, and I'm interested to see uh, if I can go 3-0 and on our little bet, HT, I'm excited, <sighs> to, uh, excited to extend my lead this year.
1: Oh man, you know what, it, I've had the worst luck, so... It wouldn't surprise me, but I'm I'm a man of faith when it comes to the, mm-hmm. comes to the Washington Capitals, so I still believe. Um, awesome guys, good luck with everything that you're doing, F- Caps fans. Definitely give these guys a follow. For real, they're on the cutting edge of shit. They're they're great writers. They're great dudes all around. Um, but until next time, until we have you guys back on, uh, it's Hockey Troll Nick Horwat, mm-hmm. Nick Berlansky signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey HockeyPodNet on social, and the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere check them out or oh, we're not friends anymore.